Well, well, welcome to Scoops and Hoops, the NBA podcast you didn't know you really need. My name is Richard Anselmo. Our topic today is going to be NBA ratings. The reason I decided to bring this up was because Adam Silver made some statements that the ratings aren't as bad as they look, and I beg to differ. I did some research using Variety Magazine, Wall Street Journal, and Nielsen came up with some interesting facts, and then did a poll, which I will talk about later. First, let's start with some basic viewership information. Viewers around ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV are down 14% year-over-year, according to Nielsen figures. TNT's coverage is down 20% during versus last year, while ESPN, it's not much better. They're down 19%. They've lost almost a half a million viewers per broadcast at this stage last year. Now, why are the numbers like this? And do the NBA, TNT, and ESPN really need to look at why this is happening? So far this season, a lot of the games, over 50% of the games on ESPN and TNT were missing one or more players uh, due to injury or load management, a term they don't like, and I understand that, or just rest. However, Someone pointed out that only national TV games that have been missed so far due to injury management have been very, very few compared to scheduled rest that is taking place in a lot of the league. You also have to take into account the players that are missing. There's a lot of big names. Kawhi Leonard has been sitting out second games of back-to-backs, which unfortunately some have been on national television. His Clipper teammate Paul George has missed a lot of games this year. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson for the Warriors. Uh, Kevin Durant for the Brooklyn Nets. And Kyrie Irving, who just recently came back. The Toronto Raptors had a couple of TV games and were missing Pascal Siakam, Marcus Gasol, and Norman Powell. Three contributors to their championship team. And Zion Williamson has played one game. Just one game. And that's not enough. That's not enough to judge anything. Certainly, I think these numbers are going to go up. And there have been other issues, too. I mean, another factor is TNT has faced competition from Thursday Night Football, which had great ratings. With those games on Fox, there were a lot of people watching. And they really did hurt the NBA. Uh, Baseball, with the postseason and World Series, had some of their best numbers in a few years, actually, that they had had. So there are not just themselves, but other sports they have to be concerned about, and the reason why ratings have been dropping. Now, there's no question, by the business end of the season, the numbers are going to improve. They always do with the NBA. 82 regular season games is a lot for anyone, but really, really ardent fans to get through. Viewership on cables down pretty much across the board, and the damage caused by cord cutting is hitting cable hard and likely won't stop anytime soon. Uh, Mark Cuban had brought this up and said because the NFL games are mostly on broadcast television and most of the NBA product is on cable, that was an issue. I agree and disagree with that, and we'll get into that in a little bit, but there are some other things I wanted to cover first. 
No one in the NBA or ESPN or TNT is pressing the panic button. The league has been eyeing changes for several years that it believes could boost these numbers. The biggest of which is a mid-season tournament. Now, Adam Silver has reportedly been floating that idea for several years. That tournament would take place between Thanksgiving and Christmas, avoiding the NCAA March Madness and the NFL playoffs, and involve all 30 teams. And their thinking is this can provide a jolt to that NBA interest when sports fans are normally locked into football. I don't think it's going to help. Whether those proposed changes, even if they do happen, will give the league that ratings boost is uncertain. I know TNT is hoping that its loaded broadcast schedule from now through the season's end will restore the ratings balance later. But they are down a lot more than they were earlier in the year, and that's concerning. As much of a problem as TNT is having, ESPN's really taking it hard. They were in over 100 million households in 2012, and that's less than 85 million in 2019. The network lost over 11 million subscribers from 2012 to 2016 alone, and about another 5 million in these past three and a half years. One of the reasons is that ESPN's become a big part of many cable bundles, and they do get expensive. And to Cuban's point, business is booming for sports on broadcast TV. So yes, cable networks are in less household, but every major sport's fighting that battle. Now, Monday Night Football viewership on ESPN's been up almost 10% over two consecutive seasons, and they just had their most watched season since 2015. ESPN College Football Playoff viewership was up 7% versus 2018. Sunday Night Baseball was up in 2019 versus 2018. Regional baseball ratings have held up a lot better than regional NBA ratings, and all those games are on pay TV on both sides. Regionally, the NBA was down almost 5% from 2017 until the end of last season, and no better this year. Sports Business Journal said NBA regional ratings are down another 7% this year. MLB regional ratings have stayed the same. And right now, at the end of the 2019 baseball season, they were higher than NBA ratings. And that's the first time in a few years that has happened. The NHL was up 4% year over year on NBC Sports Network. For the season, NHL games on NBC and NBC Sports have been up 11% the last season and are having the best start in three seasons. Now, and that's mostly cable because there hasn't been a lot of NHL on NBC. The Wall Street Journal had the NBA down about 15% year over year as of early January. In the story, the NBA and officials at Turner and ESPN attributed the drops more to injuries than cord cutting. Corey also mentioned the imbalance of stars out west, especially since LeBron James moved that way last year. But these numbers are down from last year when LeBron was there. Christmas Day has become the NBA's day to showcase its top stars and top teams. Each year they save the juiciest matchups for Christmas with the hopes to draw ratings worth bragging about with no other sports television competition. This year's Christmas matchups followed the same pattern the league's overall ratings have so far this year, 
They're down. Year over year, the day was down double digits with a 10% decline. The much-hyped matchup between the Lakers and the Clippers was down 14% to last year's game at the same time, Lakers-Warriors. I've been told by NBA people that regular season NBA is the best reality show on TV. I've been told that it's the best drama you can find on TV. Well, it sure looks like people don't want to watch the best drama on TV because the NBA's getting drilled in the ratings game. Overall, is this something the NBA has to deal with? Yes. A lot of people are cutting the cord more and more. I've done it. I haven't had cable TV for a while now, and I don't miss it. It's difficult to get numbers from what people are doing on their phones in certain instances, what people are watching on Twitter. Until better metrics have developed, and Nielsen said this is something they're working on all the time, this is going to be an issue. The average watching audience in the NBA is younger than an NFL audience, or Major League Baseball for that matter. That takes its toll as younger people watch sports differently. They take sports in differently. China has had something to do with this, and I'll get into that a little bit more in just a minute. The China situation, which Adam Silver didn't have a decent way out of and couldn't have done any more than he did in that situation, really did hurt. It rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and it's understandable. I'm in a private group of former NBA employees on social media, former NBA employees, and we discuss a lot of different things. And I put up a poll asking them if they still watch NBA basketball, if they still watch as much NBA ball as they used to, If they do, tell me why. If they don't, tell me why. I had a number of responses, and they're quite varied. Close to 30% of the people said they still watch just as much, if not more, NBA than they used to. They always will. They're NBA junkies. People like that will always watch. Anyone will always watch the things they like the most. If you have someone in your house interested in watching The Bachelor or Teen Mom, if something happens that's beyond their control but something they may not like, they're still going to watch for the most part. Now, a good number of people I talked to, and a decent amount of people answered this poll, said they don't watch as much as they used to. And here's a few, and there are reasons why. Steve says, Social justice warriors, the initial China response not using the word owner, lecturing the country on politics but not the Chinese, load management, star player control, this has all led to undisciplined messaging and a poor product. The article mentions none of this, which is why the ratings will remain in decline. Look at football, he said. They eliminated political issues, dealings with the flag, etc. Presto, ratings returned. It's all of the above. And he also said they had 82 games during the MJ and the Bird Magic eras, even the Wilt era, and ratings went up. Diehards will watch. Normal people, the casual fan, are turned off. Shut up and dribble may not be right, but in this case it could be appropriate. Gary says, I think cord cutting is also part of it. A lot more people don't watch as much sports as they used to and don't want to pay for it. 
I see this as perhaps a cultural shift. Watch free TV or skinny bundles and just watch online like Hulu and watch less live sports. JB says, The NBA added to this story on Christmas Day with further low ratings, even with a couple of interesting games and a surprisingly good upset game. It seems to be more about players than the game. NBA insiders love to hate Golden State when they were champs, but Curry and company have global fans. Replacing Golden State with another team in the feature game isn't equal since few, fewer people care about that team and their ways. There's also sports separation and the NBA will always fail versus NFL in key matchups. And I agree with that. Just look at early round NBA playoff games versus day two, not even day one, day two of the NFL draft and the NBA just gets crushed. Back to more answers. Duncan says it's a horrible product. That's why. It's a game of pickup horse played by kids, for kids. Soft. No defense. No teamwork. Not enough calls. Not real basketball. Maybe even the casual public is starting to catch on. The NBA is a mockery of what it once was. Jarvis says it's not just because of China. It's because the games are simply out of control. Why watch two and a half hours when no lead matters, no lead is safe, the hack nothing matters but the last minute has never been more true. The NBA is victim to its own rule changes and in the quest for more offense has created way too much offense. Also doesn't help that everyone in the league makes $17 million a season, even guys with the athletic ability of a tree. Too much money, too much scoring, and too unrelatable to regular fans. Matt says the player's lack of empathy for human rights abuses in China is the main reason I don't care to watch the NBA any longer. I had a few of those. Sal says the NBA decided to be part of the Hong Kong-China dispute, and they were only thinking about how much revenue they would lose in China, feeding a dictatorial system and giving them the power. Don't tell me I should keep my love for the sport, separate from something that really matters in life, like freedom. Players and managers are all humans and are free to express their thoughts, and no one should take that away from them, no matter what anyone says, as in the example of LeBron James did talking about Daryl Morey. I am sure that others in China are boycotting, too, not only the government decision to cut games, but the stand against freedom. My life is as good before, even without the NBA. I don't know what about NBA CEOs and others who decided to be part of a very poor choice of standing against freedom in a country that was born from people looking for freedom. They are going to lose more of that market because of the China incident, and it doesn't look like there's a way out. Steve said, it seems obvious to me, supporting China's human rights abuse, yet hypocritically speaking out, for similar issues, show me there are a lot of truly bad individuals that make it difficult to enjoy the sport. John, a good friend and a longtime scout, said, It's not the same game. It's not close. Way too much reliance on three-point shooting. There's no low post play. Fundamentals are sorely lacking, and team basketball is rare. Jim said, The China support was a PR disaster. Seems pretty obvious to me. Eric said, I don't watch as much NBA basketball as I used to. It's not the same game. 
everything's either a dunk or a three-point shot. I don't see much team basketball. It just doesn't look like basketball to me. Therefore, what I do watch is a lot less than what it was. Will this continue to be an issue? Quite possibly. What can be done about it? I don't know. I don't have a real answer. There are a lot of issues out there. I don't think mid-season tournaments, cutting the league schedule, or any gimmicks are going to help. Only time will tell. I would like to take a moment to make a personal statement. I have taken a leave of absence from the NBA show on SB Nation Radio. I just want everyone to know that's not a reflection on the show or the media outlets that carry SB Nation or the company itself. The NBA show is the best basketball show on radio anywhere. Gary goes very, very in-depth, gets to the heart of the matter on a lot of subjects and takes deeper dives than most people do. And they do a great job. As I said, my reasons are personal. And they have nothing to do with the quality that goes on there. And I have such a great, deep respect for Gary and everyone involved with the show. And speaking of Gary A. Gary, I want to thank you for your unwavering support. Scoops and Hoops is an Anchor podcast. Very proud to be part of the Anchor family. And you can find us in a lot of places. We're on Spotify. Google, soon to be on Apple, and I will strive to make this a good topical basketball podcast. If you have any questions on the podcast, and I thank people that do send me questions regularly, you can reach me on social media. On Twitter, Rich A underscore NBA. I appreciate all the feedback I do get, and I love going back and forth, and especially talking hoops or music, or whatever else is on your mind. I enjoy it all. I enjoy the conversation. I enjoy the back and forth. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you soon.